0: make <clears throat> one announcement i want to make is for uh brother don Hare, and uh i i just want to make this announcement that that joel will be preaching wednesday night i mean sunday night okay he, ever since joel filled in for me one night he's been wanting me to quit But uh I told him I wanna let Joel back up here, but I think Johnny's gonna let him do or Nathaniel. He's gonna fill him for Nathaniel. But anyway, yeah, I'm just kidding. That's good. Talking speaking of Nathaniel, he's on his way up to Virginia. I, I think that's right. Is that right? He's he's headed uh, or okay, Raleigh. He's headed to Raleigh, but uh, just just remember them then uh, while they're traveling. But anyhow, uh, we're gonna have a graduation reception for Nathaniel uh, for his graduation from the, and getting the PhD there from Southeastern uh, Seminary. But the reception will be Sunday, May the 31st, after the evening service. So just keep that in mind. It'll be a good, a good time and just kind of encourage him and just congratulate him on his efforts <clears throat> and his accomplishment. Also, we'll have the blood bank here uh, this coming Sunday morning at 8 30. And so if you signed up for that please uh, please be there and they're working on listen they're working on a picture directory makeup day so if you were, if you didn't get your picture made and I do know some that didn't uh, and if you but they they're going to need about 20 committed families so let's spread that around and, and there is a sign up sheet that if you didn't get it if you didn't get to do it and you would like to do it it would be great if we could get you we want, we want everyone that we can to be a part of that. So keep that in mind. Also, the baby bottle came, campaign is still in full swing through the rest of this month. The baby bottles are out there, and we just encourage people to pick it up and put the money in the bottle and, and help those folks out because you're saving lives. Lives have been saved there, and it's, it's, it's a tremendous organization. Uh, homecoming, uh, June the 14th. We'll have a regular morning service here, and then right after the right after the service, we won't leave. We'll stay right here, and have dinner. And the church will provide the meats and the drink and all the paper goods and things of that nature. We just encourage people to bring us, bring some good stuff to eat, and uh, we'll let's have a good time. And then uh, Sister Gail Moore will be uh, singing for us here in a special singing service. After we'll come in and. And uh, she'll she'll bless your heart. So, uh, looking forward to that. Also, I have I understand, and I believe I said it's on the the bulletin board that they are combining the ladies and the youth trip to Honduras. It was the ladies one week and the youth the next. The there wasn't that many ladies, so what? If there's any ladies that want to go, and you can sign up on the the youth for, to go with the youth. So there's quite a few signed up there, but I'm just letting you know if you want to be a part of that, it's opened up to ladies to to go with the youth also. So they're just combining it. Our men uh <clears throat> men's prayer uh, will be the, at the Baker Union Line on 121 South this coming Sunday. And also our buddy breaks will be June 13th. So keep those things in mind. Wow. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just come right now and I just, uh, I just want to thank you, praise you, Lord, for your goodness. Father, and we come to seek your face because we realize and know how much we need you and Lord I, I pray that our hearts desire deeply for your presence for you to come in Father we need to hear from you every one of us need a touch from you you're the one that knows each one of us better than we know ourselves you know what we need and and your presence and your touch is so so sweet and so we ask that you be here tonight Lord we take this time to just stop and pray for those who are struggling been through us a lot of our people have been through some tough times a lot of a lot of people have had to turn loose loved ones as you've taken them on to be with you and Father we pray for them for comfort and um Father, we just lift up our, our church. We pray for Rafe Road Church. We pray for our leadership here, our people who work diligently and hard Lord, for your glory to touch lives. All of the ministries right here in this county, our mission in foreign countries. Lord, we pray for all of that. We pray that you be pleased. We pray that you lead and guide, that you... You are the captain. You're the captain of the host. It's you that leads. It's your battle. Father, we need to realize that. And Father, we do, we, we, we do want to come with thanksgiving in our heart, thanking you, Lord, for answered prayer. Lord, we've seen it. Seen it in the lives of our people that's been going through tough times. and you, You've lifted them up, and we thank you for that. Thank you for answered prayer. We thank you for the privilege of being able to pray. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for doing for us what we had no way to do for ourselves. And that was to save our souls that are sin sick and lost oh how we thank you for Jesus may we tonight be able to just just honor him lift him up thank you for your word the word of God may it just speak to us tonight we thank you for your spirit and we say Holy Spirit thou art welcome in this place Be glorified here, be honored here, be pleased in what we do and say here tonight. So we give you praise and honor that you so richly deserve. We ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, if you will, let's stand in honor of reading God's word. Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1. I thank the Lord for every one of you here tonight. I know that we're all busy, aren't we? There's places that you could be, but it's so good to be together in the house of the Lord. I do uh, mention that there's several of our our people here. I know my mom and dad and Harold and Angie, I think Robert and Sam, different ones that went on the yard sale strip that they go on every year where they left today. So just pray that they... Uh, for their safety and that they enjoy themselves, but they get home safe and uh, hopefully they'll be home by Sunday. But just rem- remember those. I know Tommy and Nancy's traveling also. They went out to Texas, so just remember these folks that are traveling. Johnny and y'all will be leaving tomorrow, I think, going up to North Carolina. So just just remember our people. All right, let's just read here in, in chapter one of, of Joshua, verse one. <clears throat> After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, into the land which I do give them, even the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and the... From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea towards going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses. So I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide uh, for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Amen. You can be seated. I call your attention here tonight to the Verses seven and eight, and the how how the Lord seemed to drive home to Joshua here the importance that they observe and do according to all the law that Moses had commanded them. That they they do what? How many of y'all think it's important that we do what the Lord says? Well, that's good. And what he says to do. And there's a, there's a reason. There's a reason there. Now, how many how many could say, but, uh, you know, I do find myself from time to time not doing things that I know that, uh, yeah. Yeah. That happens too. Um, do you think the Lord still would rather that we do it, even though he may love us when we don't? Yeah, It's good to know that he loves me. But I would rather be in line with his will and his word. How about y'all? I, I, I really would. I think it's better for me. Hey, I think it's better for my family if I'm in line with his word and, uh, you know, not willingly having any kind of the disobedience in my, in my life. I mean, Brother Johnny's mentioned it many, many times. You know, blessings follow obedience, and that is so true. And tonight here in this, uh, which I, I almost had blessings, uh, you know, victories will follow obedience. But I really felt like a title this year: preparing, preparing for victory, preparing for victory. And I, and this as, in what I read tonight, and we're going to scoot on over and read some more here, in just a minute. But um. When he, when he, in verse seven and eight. Whenever he, he drew, he drove home the fact that listen. Then we got over to verse eight. You know, not uh, the book of this law shall not part depart out of your mouth. That thou shalt meditate there day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. He almost says the same thing he said in verse seven. That you do. It. It's important now that you do, and uh, then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. I don't know about y'all. I kind of like the thoughts of you know being prosperous and having good success. Anybody have any problem with that in your life? I, don't know. I wouldn't think so. And uh, you say, well, what kind of success? Well, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, here, here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a fantastic success to me, is that if someone in your family that is lost, and they've been lost for years, and you want to see them saved, would you would you say that if the Lord moved in and radically saved them, that would be a success? Amen. Amen. Don't need, you got anybody that you'd love to see God change their life just like that in your family? Yes. Yes. I would call that a, that's a victory. That's victories that we long for. So he lets him know that and I think this is strange and I messed with this a little bit in the last couple of days, and it just, it just kind of just blessed my heart. But we're going to make our way through now in, in these next few chapters, and I'm just going to tell you about it. But as we move into uh, chapter, uh, chapter 2, and I'll just tell you the story, but that's about the, the harlot Rahab that was inside Jericho, and the spies went in. Remember? Spies went into Jericho. Rahab hit them and took care of them. And, uh, i tell you one thing Rahab did do. She did make this statement. We know, we know that your God is the God of heaven and earth. Okay. That's what she said. And so, uh, she, she took care of them, sent them out, let them get away without getting called. And they made a, a covenant with her that, you know, you, you, you hang that scarlet, that scarlet ribbon out this window. When we see it, nothing will happen to your house. And, uh, I don't know about it. I don't know if y'all have seen it or not, but I saw a picture one time painted of the walls of Jericho that had just crumbled, all except one little spot there, and that's because her house was on the wall, and it was Rahab's house, and the, she was there in it. I thought that was that's so good, but that's in chapter two, and then the, so they came back. She told them, said, "Listen, we've heard about y'all. We know what the Lord's done for y'all, and how He brought you to the." the Red Sea and things like that. Now, keep this in mind. They came through the Red Sea 40 years before. They still, those people haven't forgot what God had done in those people's lives. And here they are now. They're here. <clears throat> so, chapter 2, we had the, the spies. Chapter 3, they're going to cross over. Uh, they're, they're going to cross over and go into the promised land. This is God's children. These are the of people. Joshua's leading them now. Moses is dead. They've wandered 40 years in the wilderness. They're, back, they're right back where God said, I'm going. He promised them when they left Egypt, that, that's where you're going. God's going to do what he said. I like that. He's going to do what he said. And so he says, it's time to go across now. You, you gather them up, get all the tribes ready, get the priest, get the Ark of the Covenant, and you head across there. When the, priest, when the priest's foot touched the water, it's gonna open up, it's gonna peel back, it's gonna be dry land, and everybody's gonna walk across this flooded, flooded Jordan. It was flooded at the time. They're gonna walk across on dry land. That's exactly what they did. And so they go across now. They're into the promised land, and 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 Joshua tells them, saying, Now look, what I want you to do, I want you to go and I want you to pick up some big old stones out of that riverbed there that's dry, I want you to go get them and get them and tow them and bring them out here. We're gonna put up some stones for Remembrance uh, for a memorial. So, and we're going to stack them up here, so that when your children and their children and their children, when they see these things, they say, what's these stones about? You're going to tell them what God did for y'all when you come through here, and not let them forget that. And that was the stones of uh, that, and and that was in 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 chapter four, where you you will read that. <clears throat> and so, they've done that. They've crossed it. God's dealing with them. Crossed it. They've heard the spies say, these people are scared of us. Uh, we're in, we're in the promised land now. We're right here at Jericho. It's, uh, and, and so now we are at chapter five, and there's where we're going to be tonight. So let's look at chapter five. So we brought them all the way here. I've kind of told the story as quickly as I could to get you to get it set up there. That here they're all, they're, they're all across. It's time to, it's time to do something now. Look at verse one. And it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from both before the children of Israel. I bet they're saying, you know, that's exactly what he did 40 years ago. Well, we heard that. That he dried up the waters of Jordan before the children of Israel until they were passed over that their heart melted. Neither was there any spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. Do you get the picture? They're across. God's working. God's dealing with them. He's telling them what to do. He's working with them. they he's done miracles in their life. They've crossed that water. They're sitting there in, in, in the promised land, in the, in the land of Canaan. They're up there right next to Jericho. It's, everybody's scared to death of them. I just, <clears throat> I put down here, conventional wisdom. The normal thing to do would have been to attack quickly while the enemy was dispirited. Does that make sense? While they're disheartened, that would, have been, that would have been what they needed to do. But I'm gonna tell you, that ain't what they did. They was something that had to be done they had to get prepared if they were going to have a victory. See, there was something. Boy, I hope it rains. <laughs> Need it over around Woodlawn. But <clears throat> they, the Lord had them to stop. And he tells Joshua, you got something you got to take care of there's a problem as a matter of fact there's I, I could can you, you remember what I told you about making sure that you do all the commandments that Moses has laid out that you that they're important you now they're important you need you need to do those so God so God delays them let me ask you something have you ever felt like God was delaying I you know, I, I have. I, man, I I felt like he's delaying. I, and, and, and in my mind, I always go back to things like, you know, people that I love and in salvation and those kind of things. Lord, are you going to touch their life? You know, it's what's to what's hold up here? That, that, that sort of thing. But I run across it and say, remember, God's delays prove to be far better than our hurries. Is that rain? Thank you, Lord. It's good. I hope that's the rain that I have. God's delays prove to be far better than our hurries. Have you ever wondered why God's... It doesn't seem like he answered my prayer. It's okay. It's okay. Keep praying. Keep praying anyway, because I, I believe just as he has promised them in Egypt, I'm going to put you in there. It may have, 50 years. That's quite a delay. But you're going to be in there. You're going to be there. He's going to do what he said. Now, <clears throat> also, think about this. Now we y'all know the story of Jericho. What happened? What happened at Jericho? The, the wall fell. Strange, wasn't it? They just marched around once every day and blew the horn. And The last day, the seventh day, they marched around seven times. They blowed the horn, and the walls just fell down. People it was nothing. It was nothing to the battle at all. But the Lord here doesn't say not one thing about that to Joshua. He hasn't heard anything about that. He's already crossed the river. He's already right up there at Jericho. And the Lord ain't give him any instructions at all as to what to do. So Joshua probably is thinking, now this is what we're going to do. But what was the problem? <clears throat> I just put down here that nothing was mentioned of the marching or the trumpets or the wall falling. Not until, not until, two neglected commands were obeyed. Is it good? Is it good to be in obedience to God's word? Right, right. And I, and for me, and I'll tell you what. I, I actually run across a lot of stuff as i was studying this from Charles Virgin. and I'm telling you right now. Old Spurgeon has hurt your feelings. He he didn't play around. He just come right straight at it. He didn't you know, and uh, and, and and he was looking and he was looking at this and these commands. Basically, you're not going any further now. You've gone as far as you're going to go until you get this right. Till you get this right. Could there, be, could there be something in a Christian's life that needs to be gotten right before the Lord's going to be doing any more work in their life and in, in areas of their life where they need breakthroughs and victories? Could that, could that happen? Could that be? Well, then it's important for us to hear the, this word. Because every one of us individually, I tell you what, I want the Lord on my side. I want the Lord fighting for me, and I don't want things in my life that would say, "Until this is, until you, until you deal with this, you're not going any further. You're not going to see. Actually, you're not going to see what I can do until you do." Well, that starts, but that starts speaking to me because I don't know about y'all. I just kind of like to see what God can do. I'd like to see His hand move. I would, I would, I would like for the Lord to shock me. Would y'all like for the Lord to shock you? I would. I would. I would just love for him to do things. And and a lot of times I believe it's it's we ourselves that stop and limit God from doing a lot of times what he wants to. God's God, he can do anything he wants to, any time he wants to. But I can tell you right now, the children of Israel wasn't going to go take Jericho. They weren't going to not not with God moving. They until they, until they did this, until they got it right. So let's look at this real, real quick. Well, now let's go in verse 2, and we'll just read some scripture here. Because the very first thing, the very first thing that we've got to deal with is circumcision. So my goodness, that sounds painful. Verse 2. At that time the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. There had been a time that they were, so and Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the heel of the foreskins. and this is the cause, and this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. Now he's, he's saying, this is why all the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness by the way, after they came out of Egypt. See all those that came out of Egypt, they went. They was ready to go in. They didn't. He put them back into the forty years. They wandered and they all died. Now all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness, by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, them that they had not circumcised. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I just. I know. I've had to read this, but it just. It didn't stick with me like it had. So here we've got we've got a whole generation of people 40, for forty years. there, This whole generation, they 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 have not been circumcised, and that's one of the law of Moses was so, well, and it started back with Abraham and come right on down. And and Moses, had, there was a, a a problem with Moses not circumcising his children. Okay, well, there's a whole lot of stuff if you if you get into studying this about circumcision. A lot of stuff. But I'm just, I'm just going to kind of ease on through this. So th- th- they had not been circumcised by the way in the wilderness. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the other people that were men of war which came out of Egypt were consumed because they obeyed not. They didn't obey the Lord. The, uh, the voice of the Lord unto whom the Lord swear that he would not show them the land which the Lord sware unto their fathers that he would give us. And a land that flows with milk and honey. And their children, whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised. Do you see it? The people that come out of it, they were circumcised, circum- but they didn't circumcise their children. It's important that you do what the Lord said. It's important to be obedient to his word. Now, now, trust me, I'm not going back to the Old Testament and the old law and saying, you know, we need to be circumcised. and all like that. Paul, Paul addressed all that, and we'll look at this in just a second. But it says, it came to pass when they when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in the their places in the camp till they were whole. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt off of you. Wherefore, the name of the place was called Gilgal unto this day. Got to address something, Joshua. We're not going... <coughs> <coughs> Spurgeon says God don't fight He don't He don't fight battles with uncircumcised people. There was a reason. And he says, You got this has to be addressed. We're not going we're not going any further. So all of these people were circumcised. So let's look, just let me look, just look real quick now at circumcision. We got we got time, I do believe. But this whole generation would have to be circumcised. Now, the last verse that I read it said the the reproach of Egypt has been rolled off of you this day. When you did that, when you when you followed my commands and 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 put and placed in your life what I said needed to be in your life instead of ignoring it and not putting it there, that I have rolled the reproach of Egypt I looked at that. I thought about the reproach. Well, you know, when I think of reproach of Egypt, I think about the, all the stuff they went through and, and things that happened and stuff where they come out and then they, they wanted to go back to Egypt and all of these different things. But, and there's different views. But I, I, I read this and, and I like this. And, and just, let's just stay with me here. It says, the reproach of Egypt was the taunt of the e- Egyptians that God brought them into the wilderness to slay them you remember that? Do you remember that That was, that was Moses, even in Numbers, I believe it was in Numbers and in Deuteronomy with the Lord, he said, if you just let them die out here, that's it's going to be like the Egyptians said. That he took them out there to slay them and they died. And as a matter of fact, Moses said, they will say he wasn't able to deliver them. He wasn't able to deliver. Well, he was able to deliver. And though it may have been 40 years, He was still, he was able to deliver them. That reproach was on him that God has them out there and and he's not going to deliver them and they're just wandering in that desert and it's just a matter of time. God will not deliver them. It says that, 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 that he would take them in the wilderness to slay them which reproach lay on them. Now listen, so long as they were in danger of being cut off in the wilderness as uncircumcised. But, it was rolled off the younger generation by their circumcision at Gilgal. The word Gilgal they called it Gilgal. The word Gilgal means wheel, means round, rolling. I rolled it. We rolled it off. All this here that was placed on you, the reproach of Israel, is saying that I can't deliver you. I can deliver you, but you 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 must be where I where I say you need to be. And that was and I, to me when I read that them two verses in chapter one. Make sure that you do and observe what the law said and 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 be in accordance to my to my will. So, <clears throat> let's keep looking at this, at this circumcision here. Here's another thing. And listen, this is good. So just just think about it. it. Its significance, its significance is the cutting the outside flesh of the organ of generation the reproductive organ, these generations, that, the, the, what would produce one generation, the next generation. He said, it, it's significant by the cutting of the outside flesh of the organ of generation, which it denotes, and it denotes corruption. That denotes, that outside flesh denotes corruption as inherent in us from birth. That corruption is inherent in us from birth. Okay, there's that. There's the connection of, 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 that we're talking about with this this particular circumcision, and it's transmitted by our parents. That just looks good to me, and it symbolizes. It symbolizes our severance, our severance from nature's defilement to a state of consecrated fellowship with God. Did y'all get that? Who was that that got it? Somebody said, hey, uh, Trevor. That, that is, is, I, I never, I've never, I've never heard that. Never, yeah, never have. That don't mean a, nothing. I don't, there's a lot of stuff I don't know and had heard. But I thought, man, that, that is, it denotes the corruption that has passed on to generations. How many times have I preached that in a in a in a in a in a, in a, a funeral service that hey we got we got a problem that's been passed down to us we're there's a corruption and that corruption needs to be taken care of and there's got to be that cutting away and, the, and it it, said, it symbolizes the severance from our our our, our from nature's uh, defilement that we we find in right and that's what that's about and there's there's more stuff there. But I, I think I'm thinking. Wow, well, that's, that's neat. But I ain't done. I ain't done. Let's go on to this. When you're thinking about circumcision, are you still? Are you enjoying yourself? You know, yeah, Robert said, I ain't sure. But I can understand why. <laughs> this next thing. Look at look at this. The painfulness. Of this Old Testament initiatory rite, as compared with the New Testament sacrament of baptism, and there is that connection there with the two. People feel ones that they're kind of contrasted together, um, as compared to that as baptism. I mean. Men, you've got to admit, baptism would be a lot easier than circumcision. Okay. The pain. But it marks strongly the contrast between the stern covenant of the law and the loving gospel. Contrast. Listen to this. Think about it. Jesus' submission, his submission to it. To what? His submission to circumcision. Did y'all know that Jesus was circumcised? Yeah, they, you'll find that in Luke. Eighth day, that's the way it's supposed to be done. That's what Je- the Lord said, eighth day. Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day. Now, now Jesus didn't have no sin. There was no problem there with him. There was nothing passed down to him, was it? Huh? It wasn't passed down to him? but he was circumcised. He was circumcised. Jesus' submission to it betokened his undertaking to fulfill the law in all its requirements. Do y'all remember he said, I fulfilled all the law? He fulfilled all the law and its requirements and to, listen now closely to this, and to suffer its penalty incurred by us. <laughs> How about that? You ever thought about that? He suffered the penalty right there. The pain, the penalty that had been placed on, that God had put on the Jewish people. But knowing what was what was all, see folks, all of this stuff, everything in this word points to Jesus. Well, who he is, what he died. Folks, he took, he took pain for me in my place. He, t- he, he, he took my sin and he took it to the cross. All of this is pointing to the, the very same thing. This, 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 this corruption that that was a symbol of and that's passed down from generations and we had it. He was not, he didn't, he, he, didn't, he wasn't corrupt. He didn't fit that bill, but he did exactly what he said. And, he, and, 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 and it's just that that picture and that typology is so good. But then listen here, one more time, Christians, how about us? How about us? Christians are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off of the body, not merely the foreskins, as in little circumcision of the sins of the flesh, the whole, the whole fleshly nature with its sins, by the circumcision of Christ. We, we, now listen to this. I'm going to read you these two verses and then we're going to move right on along. In Colossians Chapter 2, verse 11 12, it says, In whom, talking of Jesus, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism. There you see the connection there. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. We're circumcised with the circumcision of Christ. Well, he did. That and that Paul goes to great lengths, and especially in Galatians, that circumcision doesn't do you any. Fa- it's, it's no, there's no benefit there at all. It's a Jew. Ju- I know it's, it was the law. It's a Jewish custom. But Christ came and fulfilled all the law. He took care of all of that. Now it's Christ. Now it's Christ. And now it, that's and it's the circumcision. Now listen to this here, in Romans two, Romans two uh, twenty-eight. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is one, is outward in the flesh. That's not, it it says, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. Are you one inwardly? Are you one inwardly? Yes, you need to be. Yes, you need to be. You're one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart that he would, and Christ is the only one that comes, can bring the circumcision to the heart, and what is that? Cutting away from it within the heart of a man those vile, corrupting, sinful nature that that wants to be there. But Christ is the only one. Hey, Christ is the only one that can get it out of your heart. He can't. That's the only one that can get it out of your heart. You say, like, He's like. Well, I, you know what. It just seems like to me it says he's, uh, 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 that I'm, I'm, uh, I've I'm been circumcised and that there's no problem. Well, it says the circumcision that is of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter. It's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. <clears throat> Whose praise is not of men but of God. It's not such that is, and see it was no praise of man to say, "Well, I'm circumcised. I'm, 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 I'm I am this, and I and I did that, whatever, to, for some prideful reason." It's not a man; it's of God, because you can't you can't circumcise your heart. Christ has to do that, and I loved it because Spurgeon says he called it spiritual circumcision, and he used these verses. But he also he just he quickly said the spiritual circumcision because of the, the heart. What, what could be there? He said, okay, just sinful thoughts, fleshly desire, wrong ambitions that can attach itself to your heart needs to be taken away, needs to be cut away. Now see, that's the same. That, now we can go back and think about the circumcision about these people. That it was there, those things were there. That is the importance for the Christian that, hey, that needs to be, I need to stop now and then and see, am I where I need to be with the Lord or am I allowing something there that's attached to my heart of the flesh, fleshly desire and things, that needs to be gotten rid of? Or have I got comfortable with it and went ahead and I've, and I've wandered around 40 years with it and ain't worried about it? Or is it something that I, I that I need to get straight for to move on with the Lord? See, the, the, and that's why Spurgeon, man, Spurgeon just, Spurgeon hits hit you in the mouth with that stuff. He didn't play around about it. He, he, he was a believer in in, in, in in holiness and things of this nature. But he said, and you, and you got to go, you, you, Christ has got to do that. You, got, you, you have to take it to him. You, you don't get ready. You, but when you realize it, you go and you take it to him. And he does, he does that circumcision. As a matter of fact, he, he also used, Spurgeon used this, this right here in Psalms. He said, do just like the Psalmist David. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. In other words, go and fall down before the Lord. I tell you what, another thing, a, 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 good, a good time for, for that type of thing is every month when we come to the Lord's Supper. You know when Brother Johnny stops us all and let's think about where we are, what's there, Lord, get rid of it. Move it. Don't let anything hinder you from being able to work and do things in my life to help me to overcome things, to have victories in my life and breakthroughs, even right on down to, to my family, my family members. And, I, and, 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 and I, believe, I believe that. But he also talked about, because it's so important, and, and I, I, I want to give you a quote from him about this, and I think this is good. Here's what He said, you cannot expect that God should send you forth to conquer and bring him renown when you have not yet conquered your own personal disobedience. Woo, just why don't you just hit me there, Charles? Man. Boy, them people, them people got some natural preaching. From the prince of preachers. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot expect that God should send you forth to conquer and to bring him renown. Now, when I, when I read that, I'm thinking, to go forth and make a difference and see some people saved and bring glory to God, the only one that can save people. You know what brings God glory is a changed life. People can't argue with it. But He to send us forth to conquer and bring him renown when you have not yet conquered your own personal disobedience. Does that make sense? <laughs> it sure does. You know, and, and I'm not talking legalism. I'm just talking the truth of God's word. That I want him to, you know, what kind, what, what, what kind of state is your family in? Your children, your grandchildren, where are they headed? Could you, need, could you use some breakthroughs in their life and things, like that? people that you love? These things, the, the, that's the only thing that matters in life is is that they they get saved reading. man I, I pray every night I pray every night for my for my children, my grandchildren I can't change them I can do my best to to live a life and but god's god i want him to move I can't knock a wall down I can't open a blinded eye, but he can but if but if I'm right here and i need this Moved out. I want to make sure if there's anything that I need to do, Lord. I, I want us to go. I want to go and knock down some walls in the lives of people and see some breakthroughs and some victories. But if, I, if I'm stopped because of, I got some things that needs to be taken care of first, does it make sense? Just to, 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 to take care of it first. That's what he said. You ain't going no. See, Jesus ain't said not one thing about. The, the Lord here about the wall falling, and all of that. None of that. We are gonna get things right. When we get things right, you ain't gonna have to worry about whether it'll get done or not. Because I'm the one that's gonna do it. I'm gonna surprise you at what I can do. Now, boy, it speaks to me. Speaks to me good. But th- that was just one thing. There was two things that need to be dealt with. So now let's let's just move right on. But this circumcision thing, man. I just, boy, I just there's a lot of good stuff in that. But let's now let's go to verse uh, twelve. And when the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho, they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow, on the morning after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the self same day. And the manna ceased on the morrow. See, that, they've been eating manna all these years. It come, it come every day, like Lord. It says if the manna ceased on the morning after they had eaten corn of the old corn of the land neither had the children of israel manna anymore they never got manna again but they did eat of the fruit of the land of canaan that year see god drove the reproach off i took care of you I didn't bring you out here to let you die and drop you. I ain't, I ain't gonna do that. I, I can do what I what I said I was gonna do. I've got you here. You're in this land. You've got this land here. It's plenty. There's a land of plenty. You already got the corn that somebody else has grown and you're eating it. And 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 in the Passover that 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 hadn't been done. And and uh and it, it began it it kind of, it started here and it began to be that that yearly time on the fourteenth day of the month and that sort of thing. That 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 they kept it. They hadn't kept it. They hadn't done it. But is it important that you do the things that the Lord said? Or is it better to just think, well, thank God for his grace and I'm just going to let her slide. The Passover was so good. See, the Passover, and y'all, the Passover if you don't know, let's, let me quickly tell you, it was the Passover lamb when they left out of Egypt. He said, Kill, take a lamb, don't break the bones, no spot of blemish. Take the blood, put it on the doorpost. It's the blood of the lamb. You know anything about the blood of the lamb? I hope you got it applied to your life. Jesus Christ is the Passover lamb. Not only that, what were they to do after they got the blood? They were to cook it, and what were they to do? To eat it. They were to eat it. And, 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 it, and, and Christ is the Passover lamb, and it represent, and, that, and it represents feeding upon Christ. The eating, eating of that. Hey, do you remember anything in the New Testament about the bread of life? and the, the, the bread of heaven, the bread of heaven. I am the bread of heaven. And, 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 and he began to talk about eating his flesh and his blood and those type of things. The, the, the symbolism here, and unleavened bread. See, it said, and they eat, unle, and they eat unleavened cakes. The leaven unle- was always a, 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 a type of sin. It represented sin. You know what? If you put in its yeast, it's uh, the stuff that makes stuff rise. You take a little bit of leaven and you put it in a big old pile of dough, it affects the whole dough. It all blows up. Did you know a little bit of sin just affects the whole thing? A little bit. A little bit affects it. Hey, will, will a little bit of sin affect my life in a negative way? Well, sure it will. And I can't, I can't. Whoo! And old Spurgeon gets tough there too. But I can tell you right now, Spurgeon was a lot smarter than I was. Man, he could he could bring it across in really, really good, good, good ways. But this, here, this representing feeding upon Christ, the unleavened bread, it is we must put away the leaven of sin, and must come with pure hearts to feed upon the Lord. It's feeding on Him. That's this this Passover that oh that we need to do, for sure, for sure. It's all about Jesus Christ. He is my circumcision. He's my everything, and I and I and I and and, and, and it's His word and to, to, to feed on it. And to and and, and 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 to to realize that, that that he is that word. It's Christ, it's all about him. Let him just overjoy your soul about who he is and what he's done. Know him, know him well. Feast on the Passover lamb. And then Tanya, the Tony, you can ease up. And then Spurgeon made a another another statement. If you, if you do not eat of the bread of heaven, you cannot do the work of heaven. You got you to gotta know him. You got to know him good. He's got to be alive and working in your life. He's got that, that, that open good channel of working and connection there, that disobedience and not preparing. See, and that's what I'm saying. They prepared for victory. How'd they do it? They got things right that they had let go, they had let slide for 40 years. God, we're not going any further now till to you, to you, to you make this right. But, <clears throat> but quickly, I can do it. Two minutes. The rest of the chapter, after they got it right, after they got it right, the circumcision, the Passover, Things have changed. We're here. Joshua's thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to take this place? So he walks over towards Jericho and probably to check it out and look it over. How are we going to take it? Listen. It says, It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. He lifted up his eyes and he looked. Behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said to him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Got picket. And he said, no, nay. But, I, but as the captain of the host of the Lord am I come. This is the incarnate Jesus Christ. And he said that I'm come. And Joshua fell on his face on, face on the earth and he did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord to his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, loose your shoes off your feet for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did. But it sound like a lot like Moses. Yes, it did. Joshua has taken his place. Quickly as I I look at that, because I want you to understand this, because I speak a lot about the presence of the Lord. His presence. once, Once the things were done that needed to be done, did you know what happened? He was able to see the Lord. Real good. Real good. Hey, hey, he was there all the time. Is he here? Yes. Do you see him? Boy, I was... Old Spurgeon said you need to. And if you can't, act like you can. Think you can. Look for him. Look for him. Because he's here. He is here. And do you want to see him real good? Joshua saw him. I said, when they came into into obedience, he came into their presence. Right. Could it be could it be what, or maybe what could it be what could it be if the Lord actually showed up and did things and are we a problem <clears throat> and then he asked him are you for us or are you for them whose side are you on and I put down boy he's more than just on our side he is our victory he is our victory. He's more than just on our side. I, like, I always liked that. Whenever Josh said, "Are you for the? Are you for him or our adversaries?" You know what he said? No. <laughs> it's not about that. I'm the. I'm the. It's who I am. It's my presence, and and whenever I'm, my presence is here, a lot of times it's good for us to be able to see his position. Then who he really is. He's the captain of the host of the Lord. He's God Almighty. And then, boy, and then I like this. And this, you can you. His presence, His presence is conducive to worship. Do you understand? And, you know, in case you don't know what conducive means, tending to cause or being or bring something about. It tends to cause or bring something about. Did you understand that? His presence, when you can see and sense and feel His presence, you know what it will... Bring about it will cause you to worship oh God how we need to worship him how we need to worship him and could it start by maybe getting some things right in our life that's not in accordance to God's will could it be I'm just saying could it be boy I'd sure love to see God move y'all do realize it's going to take a move of God to straighten out the mess that we see today, right? But let it start with me, amen? Let it start with me. Stand if you will. He's precious. He's precious.
1: always follow obedience and um yeah that that deal with the circumcision was a big deal to god because that that represented that cut from sin and so a um, beautiful picture and um I, I just Eddie, as you think of that just as we close out i didn't want to take eddie's place but see moses had a problem when moses came to lead um God stopped Moses and said, "I'm going to kill you. you got, to circum- got to circumcise your boys." And you know what? His wife didn't like that a bit. Yeah, she didn't like that a bit, and um, she got in his ear pretty good. If you if you go back and read that scripture, you know. But you got need you know for men to learn one thing: you got to listen to the Lord rather than your wife. And because um, she called him a man of blood, you're just a man of blood. Well, folks, it's nothing but the blood, and blood had to be shed and um there there's there's even a picture of the blood within the circumcision that um blood was to be shed and so again you just do what god wants you to do and then he'll he'll deal with all the relationships in and so it is a powerful thing and then he saw he saw the captain the captain of the lord and um and that's what god wants us to see so thank you eddie for that that message and um well, God's good, isn't He? Wow, God's so very, very good. And we just encourage you to, um, boy, just, just, just to heed, heed that word, and um, just pray for one another. There's a lot of hurting people out there, folks, and, um, and just, just pray for one another. Members of church, we need one another. Do, don't be afraid, you know, if you have a need in your life, to call a brother or sister. Call us at, you know, call brother Eddie or me, and um, hey. I need some help. I, I need someone to pray for me. We'd love to do that. People would love to be able to do that. And so, um, again, thank God for you. And Just want we're going to close out and um, in prayer. I do want to remind you, too, that um, uh, I mentioned this past uh, Sunday that um, there's a um, – uh, I, I, I put together a a, a letter that um, a woman writ, written in 1622, a, a mother's legacy to her unborn child. And, boy, they, win. I, they went faster than what I ever imagined. So we have 50 more of them out there. If, if um, you want to pick one up, and um, I encourage you to do that, read through it. You'll be amazed at that. So, again, I thank God for you. thank God for his word. And, folks, let's just let's be faithful in our obedient, obedience. So now as we close out, Brother Glenn, would you close us in a word of prayer, please, sir?